Welcome to today's issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome to today's issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. It is Tuesday, February 7th, and joining me in studio is Fred Jackson, news director for American Family News. Good morning, Fred. Howdy, Ed. Howdy, Good to be Ed. here. Well, and uh, we are supposed to have Dr. Ray Pritchard on with us. We're having uh, a few technical difficulties. Uh, Ray can be a little technical at times, <laughs> but uh, I think he may be able to hear hear us, but uh, we can't hear him. Anyway, we have uh, Brent Creeley, our producer, and uh, some of our engineers were working to get Ray on. Technology is awesome. Oh, when I it think is he's working. with us. Is Ray uh, with us? Uh, we just had we had a Tuesday morning miracle here in the last thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> well, I hope you took my suggestion. I, I said to uh, to flip the flacker switch a couple times and uh, make sure you uh, juggle jiggle the uh, jiggle Spencer the toggle toggle the toggle. I was on I was on my hands and knees praying and pulling <laughs> wires. <laughs> well, sometimes that's all it takes. That's right. To, to get the job done. Well, welcome, Ray, uh, Thank you. this morning. And, uh, folks, you can't see Ray, all right, <laughs> but I, I've commented he's got a great beard going on. And so, uh, uh, Ray, you, now, I, I'm going to tell you, right out of the shoot, we're going to let you do the keep believing uh, because people can see you. They can see your beard. I'm going to encourage them to, to go to your website and listen to you. got some great stuff on there. I want you to tell our listeners about that. But they can see you with your beard, right? They can see me with my beard. You know, I, I we were up in Montana uh, over Thanksgiving, and our 11-year-old grandson, Eli, challenged me, Grandpa, have you ever grown a beard? I said, yeah, about 30 years ago. He said, you should grow one now. And so if your grandson wants you to grow a beard, <laughs> that's, that's right. like a call from God, right? <laughs> so I started on it, and I thought I'd shave it after a week or two, but Marlene allowed us how that she thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. And so if your grandson likes it and your wife likes it, then then what you have is a beard. That's right. right. You have a beard. And you as we noted beard. in our story meeting, we'll see just how how much they count, your grandson and your wife, when July rolls around and you're out uh, riding your bike. That that may be it may be a winter beard. But the only other thing I can add is it's totally white. There's there's not a speck of dark stuff. That <laughs> that all disappeared years ago. So I got I got gray hair everywhere. All right. Well, keepbelieving.com is your website, right? That's right. And uh, let me invite our our listeners, a great many of our AFR listeners who've joined us. God put it on my heart to read the Bible out loud. Go all the way through. Read it out loud from Genesis to Revelation. Started in uh, started in January, and here we are. It's February, and we, we did Genesis, and then we did Exodus, and then particular reading plan we're doing, we're interspersing Old and New Testament. So right now, I'm reading through the Gospel of Matthew, and today it's Matthew 14, 15, and 16. Peter walking on water, the Syrophoenician woman, her daughter got healed, and then uh, who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Three of the greatest chapters in all the Bible. So right. every day 
Ed, reading about three or four chapters a day, and invite our listeners to come to keepbelieving.com because the videos, all the past ones, and each day's reading uh, goes up there at 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, just come and listen. I'm I'm no professional reader, but I'm reading it because I believe it's God's Word and invite our listeners to join us. Well, you have a great voice, so we encourage people to go check that out at keepbelieving.com. All right, folks. Directly ahead, in just a few minutes, we'll have Dr. Frank Turek on. We're going to be talking with him about the uh, the pharmaceutical company Pfizer and them sponsoring the Grammy Awards, which included a song about worshiping Satan. Um, some of you probably might not have known that and are just hearing about it. A lot of you have heard about it, read about it on Facebook and other places. We'll be talking with Frank about that. And then at 1030, you're not going to want to miss it. Mark Houck, co-founder and president of the King's Men. Mark was the pro-life counselor who was swatted by the FBI at his home with his wife and seven children. He was such a threat. They came in with their guns drawn and he was arrested. Uh, We're going to be talking about him. He won. Uh, So we'll be talking about Mark and that situation. You've probably read about that as well. All right, Fred, uh, let's turn to the news of the day. Well, as we sit here, the nation is waiting with bated breath to see if the president of the United States is able to find his way to the podium tonight (laughs) to begin the State of the Union address. Only half joking there because no, he, he's had trouble finding his way off stage. Yes, he sometimes. hasn't had trouble finding his way to the podium, but on the numerous occasions he's had trouble finding his way off. Yeah, question, where do I go from here? Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, tonight, uh, and what we're told by Democrats, uh, their, their operatives, apparently the president has been working on this State of the Union address for weeks and he's been getting some very high-profile coaching the last two or three days in particular uh, to deliver this speech. One of the big changes tonight uh, from his State of the Union address a year ago is that sitting behind him will not be Nancy Pelosi. Uh, it will be uh, Kevin McCarthy, the right. House Speaker. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is promising to, to listen uh, you know, uh, with interest uh, to what the president has to say. We are told uh, that his speechwriters have been working very hard to basically uh, spin things so that the president is going to say, I understand your pain, but I'm doing a wonderful job getting you through it. He will not take responsibility for any of that pain, economically speaking, and where we are in the country. But he is going to say, you know, things are going to get better. They'll probably go back to the uh, jobs report from last Friday, 500,000 people more employed, that sort of thing. It's kind of interesting just on on that one point, just before coming into the studio, I was watching an interview with a gentleman who owns a restaurant. He's had this restaurant, I think it's up in Wisconsin now, since the 1970s. And he was saying, you know, he heard the report last week, you know, 500, sounds like the economy's doing really well. He said, I'm not seeing that. He said, we used to be open basically 365 days of the year, but he can't find people to come in and work for him. So he's had to shut down his restaurant on Monday and Tuesdays every week 
because he can't find people to work for him, even though he's saying he's paying people more than he ever has. He just can't find people to come in and work for him. And we're hearing that story over and over again. I don't care where you are in the United States. You probably, uh, during the run of your day, see a sign out front of some business. We're hiring. Right. They cannot find people to work. So uh, some people are wondering, okay, you know, there's there's this picture of rosiness in the economy, that things are getting better. But also, as we talked about uh, in the last few days, uh, you go to a grocery store now, it's not uncommon to come out with two small bags of whatever you're buying, and it's costing you 75 or 80 bucks. Right. So the American people, they'll hear the spin tonight that things are getting better, but they're also dealing with the reality. Your gas prices are certainly higher than what they were when Joe Biden came into office. Right. Uh, and that has an impact. I was looking at signs this morning for diesel, still well over $4 right. a gallon, even in parts of the country where it's cheaper than, let's say, California right. and places like that. Anyway, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee was one of those that was asked about uh, the Biden speech tonight, his expectations. Here's what the former Governor Mike Huckabee has to say about that. Cut one. You know, it's it's one of these, who are you going to believe? Uh your, your facts are your lying eyes. I mean, Joe Biden's got a hard sell tonight trying to tell the American people that everything is coming up roses because it isn't. Yeah, it's it's not coming up roses. So it's the reality uh, versus uh, the political spin. I did find it interesting in the Associated Press story that we have on this speech. Uh, it is interesting that, of course, as presidents do, they invite guests uh, to come in. And they usually point to these guests. And among uh, President Biden's guests tonight are the parents of Tyree Nichols. He was the young man who was beaten to death by Memphis police. Now, uh, you know, our hearts go out to that family, to what happened to that young man. But at the same time, unfortunately, Democrats uh, and the the operators that support the idea of police reform, et cetera, et cetera, have turned that tragic incident into another call for yet more police reform. And so we can expect that kind of thing. In the introduction to the Nichols family tonight, we're likely going to hear more about Joe Biden promising police reform. In fact, at the funeral for the young man last week, Vice President Kamala Harris was there, and she turned her speech into a call for more police reform. That's not what our cities need. And our, our, our city dwellers, residents of these cities, Democrat-run cities, are all saying this. Uh, you know, police reform? Uh, no, we want more police protection because crime rates have just escalated ever since this whole police reform mentality has taken over cities. You know, Ray, I'm a firm believer that more than one thing can be true at the same time. I mean, you can certainly you can certainly have calls for police reform. Obviously, from the appearance, I don't want to prejudge the situation in Memphis, those five police officers who, uh, uh, after all, were all black. Uh, It does appear that they just kind of lost their heads and just beat this young man to death. I mean, again, We'll let the courts sort that out. Uh, so that certainly is something you have to look at. A lot of people are concerned about the the appearance of the militarization of the police, that kind of thing. So you can have a call for police reform, but at the same time say, but we need more cops out on the street. I certainly hope the president 
who, after all, is not going to have a very good record to defend. As Fred said, I'm in full agreement. Uh, the people you, you can you can sometimes deflect people's attention uh, from uh, problems you have in your administration, but not if the counterweight is what they're spending their grocery money on, how much of it they're spending, spending in, uh, increasing uh, for heating the home, filling up the car. That is going to outweigh whatever the president says. But you've got to pick an enemy, and I, I'm afraid the president tonight is going to pick on conservatives, MAGA Republicans, and try to make them out to be the real threat. And uh, we're going to see what the uniter-in-chief does. He's pretty much been the divider-in-chief since he took office. Well, this is a, to me, is a target-rich environment. When we, when we talk about Joe Biden and the State of the Union message, I mean, you can start Fred, with with what you said, first, he's got to find his way to the podium. Second, he's got to find his place there on the teleprompter, right, not get lost. Which, by the way, and and I should say, as someone who does quite a bit of public speaking, this thing with the teleprompter, that's not easy to do, right? Right. In fact, it's easier to lose your place looking at people, looking down. He's got a manuscript there on the podium. So I'm not saying that's easy. It's not an easy thing to do. You have all of that. The, the sheer drama of can he get through this without making some yet one more verbal gaffe or get lost or something like that. Second, to the point about what happened in Memphis, a uh, tragic, horrifying hit, as you said. We've got to wait for all the facts to come out. But that video was horrifying. Okay, right. That looked more like a gangland hit right. than it looked like any kind of normal normal police uh there's there's nothing that needs to be said in defense of what that video appears to show justice is going to be served so yeah we do need we do need better police officers better police training yes but we certainly need a great many more well-trained police officers out on the street in chicago in san francisco in memphis uh, in Atlanta, in Cleveland, in Pittsburgh, yeah. in New York City, all the way across the board. We desperately need that. Two things can be true at once. I think the greater issue tonight is uh, we're looking at the gas pump. You're paying so much more. Uh, you know, you're mortgaging your house to buy a dozen eggs, right? Right. You, you, you've got stores that are closing. You've got... Uh, You've got restaurants that cannot uh, – they they don't keep normal hours because they can't get people to come and work right. for what they're offering. So the economy is at its best, Ed. It's very fragile. It, things are very uncertain here in America. So let's see the president try to spin and say this is the best America has ever been when everybody knows things are very fragile and dangerous and – a lot of people are spending a lot more money and get, getting a lot less from it, and we have Joe Biden to thank for that. Well, good luck, Mr. President. Right. We'll see what you can make out of this mess. Well, uh, so much to talk about in terms of the speech tonight, the State of the Union address. Maybe we'll have time to come back to it. But there's so much else to cover, and uh, so we'll see what we can get to here in uh, the, the time we have in the rest of this first hour of today's issues. But first, we want to welcome... Uh, as we try to on Tuesdays, Dr. Frank Turek, who's host of Cross-Examined, heard Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time and Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio. Frank, welcome back. Hey, I can tell you this. 
the Biden speech tonight is going to be better than the Grammys a couple of nights ago. <laughs> well, that's what we wanted to talk to you about. That I, I Listen, I have not watched the Oscars or the Grammys. I haven't watched one of those shows in probably 15 years. For one thing, I got a lot of other things I prefer to spend my time on. But especially over the last five years, Frank, this has gotten – these kind of programs have gotten so woke. But listen, I'll take I'll take woke – over what was on the Grammys, the Grammy Awards ceremony on February 5, this past Sunday, because thanks to Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company, and other sponsors of this program on CBS, they actually had a song, Frank, where worshiping the devil was encouraged. Uh, this, this kind of debauchery is just stunning, but I keep getting stunned by what we see in this culture. What was your take on it? Well, actually, my friends at the Babylon Bee have it right. And there's some truth in what's going to be said here. They have this, uh, of course, fake news article that says, Horrified Satan distances self from Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what it says. In a rare public statement, the Prince of Darkness has dis- distanced himself from last night's Grammys performance by Sam Smith, which he denounced as cringy and appalling. <laughs> Listen, folks, I enjoy demonic sexual perversion just as much as the next guy, but this is just too much, said the frustrated father of lies. I'm the God of this world. I appear as an angel of light. It's supposed to be sneaky and subtle. Has Hollywood <laughs> lost its ability to be subtle? What on earth happened to this town? And how am I supposed to corrupt the next generation when no one watches this garbage anymore, he lamented. At least I still have TikTok. <laughs> so so even even the devil works for China, huh? So. <laughs> well, no, but the point they're making is a good one. That when it gets so overt like this, people go, okay, this is ridiculous. How, how am I going to support this, right? Uh, why, why would anyone support this? It's, it's, when it's this overt, when it's not actually packaged as a good thing, which is what Satan normally does, when it's this overt, it actually backfires. Oh, okay, so you, now, you, th- you think this is – I don't know, man. This – I'll tell you. Now, I, I, I did not watch the video. No, it, I got, it, it got I sent around pictures yeah. and here's the reason why okay yeah. this this idiot okay sam smith who mm-hmm. claims to be non-binary and this other person kim petrus i don't know who the either of these people are uh this person claims to be neither transgender <laughs> yes neither do they but th- there was apparently a lot of scantily clad women gyrating mm-hmm. in this and i just thought i'm not watching that i'm no. just not going to watch it but that's the part, I think, that I'm concerned draws people in. It's the linking together mm-hmm. of Satanism with, you know, the worship part, like you're saying. It's a, it, you're making a good point. I, I, the, the percentage of people who actually literally worship the devil is probably infinitesimally small. I certainly hope so. But linking it together with the transgender movement and then the sexualization of these kinds of things, and then packaging it as uh, entertainment. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. I, maybe I'm just more concerned about it than I should be. Well, no, I, I agree. Uh, but it is true that when it gets this overt, at least it turns people off enough to hopefully do something about it. Pfizer, here are their products, by the way. <laughs> Advil, Celebrex, Robitussin, 
Robitussin, Chapstick, Preparation H. By the way, I hope they don't get those two things confused. <laughs> oh, right. Chapstick, Preparation Chapstick and Preparation H. Yeah, that would brother. be <laughs> Sensodyne toothpaste, Centrum vitamins, and Nexum for heartburn. So if you're taking any of that stuff, Advil, Celebrex, Robitussin, Chapstick, Preparation H, Sensodyne toothpaste, Centrum vitamins, and Nexum, find something else. Maybe another... Uh reason not to get a booster too yes uh, listen <laughs> pfizer you'd think pfizer would have thought twice maybe they're so huge they figure they're they're untouchable uh folks with um with frank turek by the way that voice that uh that that high-pitched voice you just heard was frank turek going off on pfizer uh in in frustration with this huge company that is undermining the morals of the next generation and the current generation. But uh, what he's referring to in terms of their products, we do have an action alert related to this. If you go to afa.net, you will see our action alert front and center. You click through where it says read more. And we're asking people to simply sign a petition to Pfizer to say, stop doing this. Stop trying to uh, corrode the morals of this country by sponsoring this kind of garbage. And you're exactly right, Frank. This is garbage. Go to AFA.net, folks, and sign up and let Pfizer know. Give them your two cents. And then, like Frank suggests, and as we suggest in this action alert, um, we don't throw away the throw around the uh, boycott word very often. We're just saying make a decision. If you want to take a couple of uh, months off from buying their products, uh, maybe that'll make them a little bit more responsible. Frank, one last uh, point. Uh, uh, statement from you before uh we let you go uh what what do you recommend christians do in terms of entertainment is is there is there room anymore for any of this entertainment maybe we should all go back to watching uh, uh the uh andy griffith show or whatever give some sort of wisdom well, to people yeah. as they make these kinds of calls. I would say on one hand, entertainment has gotten so debauched. Yet on the other hand, you've got a virtual infinite number of selections you can choose from, right? right. It used to be you just had, you know, growing up we had, well, I was in the New York area, we had like six or seven stations, you know, and uh, my dad had the first remote control. That was it you. It was me. It was me. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Change the channel. Uh, same, right. same with me. <laughs> That's right. But now, obviously, you've got, I don't know, 500 channels. You've got YouTube. You've got Hulu. You've got all these places you could go. Netflix, right? So there, there's stuff out there that you can watch that, that's wholesome. I mean, yeah. there are documentaries out there. There are movies that uh, don't offend. The, you know, Pure Flix used to put stuff out. They've been bought by Sony, I think, now. I think they're probably still putting stuff out. You've got The Chosen. You've got other things you can watch uh, that, are, that are wholesome and, uh, and don't buy into this debauchery. Let me say one other thing about this, though. I think this is just another example of people rebelling against god that's right. what this is really when you think about it any any of this kind of debauched so-called art is really people thumbing their nose at god that's what it's all it makes them feel better it makes them feel good to say i get to do what i want i'm gonna i'm just going to flout your standards i have a right to do this oh you have a right to, there's no right unless god exists Right, you, you know, it's, there's no rights to anything unless God exists. So uh, they're kind of sawing off the branch upon which they sit when they say they have a right to do something. No, you don't have any rights unless God exists. 
Well, Dr. Frank Turk has been our guest. He's host of Cross Examined. It's heard on weekends here on American Family Radio, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Central Time and Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time. Folks, check it out. It's a very popular show. Frank cuts to pieces some of the ideologies of today and teaches Christians how to think critically about important uh, issues facing us. Frank, thank you so much for being on with us again. Oh, thanks. thanks for having me, guys. See you. All right. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, more of today's issues. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. We will be right back. Friendships is offering an exciting opportunity for young adults who want to grow in their walk with God, become physically fit, and learn relief ministry while serving in the Middle East. This is an amazing opportunity to serve God and experience Israel. Check out Seahawks one-year scholarship program at friendships.org or call 337-433-5022. That's 337-433-5022. The next session begins August 19th. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. I'm glad to hear the military shot down that Chinese spy balloon. I know some good old boys in my neighborhood were hoping it crossed over western Tennessee. They were locked and loaded. But there are still some very important issues we need to discuss. Why did President Biden wait until the balloon crossed over the heartland of our nation? What sort of intel did the Chinese gather, and how many other times has this happened? President Biden said he wanted to shoot it down on Wednesday, but was told to wait. Who gave those orders? And what else is the government not telling us? I know the Pentagon thinks they may have scored a big win here, but there's an even bigger Chinese problem to deal with. It's called TikTok. I don't mean to burst their bubble. Finally, I'm taking a group of listeners to the Holy Land, If you would like information on our trip, all you have to do is go to ToddSterns.com. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23, and 24. 
American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. And welcome back to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I'm joined by Fred Jackson and Dr. Ray Pritchard. Well, we uh, are very pleased to have on our program Mark Houck, who is co-founder and president of The King's Men. Now, folks, you've heard on this network for a while now the story of what happened to Mark. He is a pro-life father, but he uh, travels down to Philadelphia on a regular basis and uh, tries to minister to women who are going into a an abortion clinic to try to what he prays, but he also tries to convince them not to abort their uh, their baby. And you probably know the story about an altercation he had with one of the escorts into the abortion clinic. Uh, that uh, altercation was dismissed by the local municipality. Nothing, nothing to see here. Uh, but under the auspices of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, that's a bill that was signed under the uh, Bill Clinton in the Bill Clinton years. He was swatted. Mark Houck was swatted, and by that I mean like a SWAT team came to his house. The FBI, uh, twenty to twenty-five agents, they threatened to bust their way, break their way in. They came in. Number of them had their weapons drawn. Mark is married. He has seven children, who were all understandably terrified. And he was arrested and charged, could have faced time in prison, but he was acquitted uh, in federal court of charges, and we want to discuss what he might be considering next. Mark, welcome to today's issues. Greetings. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you, and a a great summary there, so thank you. Well, Mark, your stand was heroic. I I don't think anybody and the pro-life community thinks uh, otherwise. Uh, but you've been you've been ministering to women uh, who are considering getting an abortion uh, for a number of years. Tell us a little bit about why you do that. Tell us a little bit about the ministry, the King's Men, that you have founded, and then we'll probably get into the aftermath or what you might be thinking about doing next with the FBI. Sure. So, uh I go to the uh, abortion facilities around the Philadelphia area because uh, I'm called to do that as a Catholic Christian. Uh, you know, I have a duty to uh, reach out to those who are, are lost. And in this case, we have scared women and men. And I, I go there because uh, I'm uh, convicted about the issue of life. Uh, I believe that we have the ability to offer all the resources necessary to help a woman and man in an unplanned pregnancy to, to choose life. And uh, I just use my gifting to be there like like any other person to, to influence in any way possible, to pray, to intercede, and to uh, just stand in the gap for that, that little baby who cannot speak for themselves. I've been blessed to do it for 20-plus years, been a part of the saving of many lives through direct and indirect involvement with uh, abortion-minded men and women, and it's been a real privilege and blessing for me to do so. I've held these babies, and uh, boy, it's the greatest 
joy in the world to hold a child that was on the brink of uh, termination. And, uh, and yet somehow through a yes of broken, fallible, sinful people like me, uh, we're able to find the strength to, to say yes to that life. And uh, the King's Men, we, we've been doing that for years, uh, calling men into action. Uh, we're a men's ministry dedicated to building men up as better fa- fathers and husbands and sons, brothers. And we do that through our small men's groups that are all around the country, and we have groups uh, in the world for that matter. Uh, we do retreats for men to take them a little deeper. Uh, and again, that, that call to action piece, which really involves taking on uh, the issue of abortion, the cultural war, fighting the issue of pornography, which I know the AFA has taken on for years, and, uh, and, and defending traditional marriage. Mark, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you for caring for men and the issue of pornography. Thank you for <laughs> what you have done to help uh, save the lives of the unborn. We appreciate you across the board for all of it. Walk us through, if you would, what happened to you that day when you were swatted. You got the knock on the door, the pound on the door. Tell us exactly what happened and what was it like? I suppose all of us, you know, we see things on TV, but we hardly ever talk about somebody. What was it like to be taken into custody? Tell us what happened on that morning. Sure. Well, it was a surreal experience, not something you're anticipating. Even though I was a target of a grand jury investigation, I was completely surprised because my attorney, former federal prosecutor Matt Heffron with the Thomas More Society, had reached out to the assistant U.S. attorney prior, months prior, and day and even days prior, saying no need to bring an agent out to us. Okay. Against him in your own district. But uh, if you want to bring him in, uh, don't need to bring an agent. We'll bring him to you. He's a peaceful man. So I was not expecting the hard knock, the banging on my door at 645 in the morning, Friday, September 23rd. Although I was awake and preparing for my day, um, I was not expecting to see uh, 20-plus federal agents and PA state troopers on my porch, in my driveway, and surrounding my house with uh, their marked and unmarked vehicles. And... Um, the M-16s pointed at me. I, I, frankly, I, it just, uh, I couldn't imagine it, ever. So, um, and even then my wife, they were pointed at, and ultimately my seven children, uh, as they, uh, you know, scanned the home, as they uh, were putting their guns inside my home. So, anyhow, uh, no father wants to experience that, but there was a tremendous peace and calm, if I could share with your audience, that, that flooded our home, flooded flooded us, and... Um, and thankfully so, because someone could have been seriously hurt that day. It was extremely reckless on the part of the government. And, uh, you know, but thankfully, uh, cooler heads prevail. Mark, it's Fred here. Um, I, I'm just trying to put myself in that situation. Uh, you're handcuffed. You're taken out. There's like 15 cars, uh, a SWAT team that, that had said it's the kind of thing we see on television in a movie where they're taking down a mafia boss. Right, or drug dealers. Or drug dealers or something of that nature. Did you in that moment or while you were being taken away in handcuffs ask the question, why are you doing this? Uh, well, that's the first question I asked when I came out of the, my door peacefully, calmly, telling them to stay calm because I had seven babies in the home. I, that's my question. I said, what are you doing here? Again, I wasn't expecting that. And then I realized it was because of my work rescuing babies. And then when I got in the the black suburban heading down to the federal building of Philadelphia, uh, I said, why did you need so many? 
Um, the FBI basically told me a line that was, uh, we don't know anything about you. We come prepared for anything, which is a total lie because it's the FBI. They know everything. Right. So um, nonetheless, we got to the city and uh, we were 100 yards from Independence Hall where our rights were established. And I was belly shackled and, and shackled on my feet in the federal building in their custody and chained to a table for six hours. So I was treated like a, a, a convicted felon and, uh, and I guess almost uh, like an animal. You know, I, 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 I hopefully, and this is the next question, if you're planning to take the FBI to court, because I hope at the very least during discovery, I want to find out who ordered this. Did this right. go all the way up to the attorney general of the United States or the head of the FBI, we're going to make an example of this guy, even though we know he doesn't have any weapons. We know he didn't do anything that deserves even close to this. Uh, I hope if you do decide to take legal action, that at the very least we find out who ordered this operation. Oh, 100 percent. We're taking legal action. We're pursuing that. I have an interview with the uh, uh, judiciary member who's part of the uh the subcommittee that was established for investigation of uh, this overreach of government, and uh, that's on February 22nd. I'm actually in the process of traveling down to D.C. I was invited by Chairman of the Freedom Caucus, uh, Congressman Scott Perry, to be at the State of the Union tonight. So we're beginning to make those relationships and contacts, and God willing, we'll be able to testify before uh, Congress or the subcommittee uh, in March. Well, Mark, I, I'm sure as you, team. Yep. As, as, you, as you know, um, sometimes God allows these things to happen. So someone like yourself who has faithfully served the pro-life cause for so many years can take the next step uh, in promoting a culture of life. And it is clear to anyone who is, uh, who is not already drunk the Kool-Aid that the FBI and the Department of Justice has been weaponized against the pro-life community. You were the example that they wanted to use to chill the actions of other pro-lifers, but it is going to backfire because God is in charge of this issue. He hates the murder of unborn children, and God is going to use this to unveil, I think, as Fred has alluded to, to... uh, to rip the cover off these kinds of actions to show the lies of the agents who uh, spun that uh, deception in trying to explain why they showed up like that. Uh, I, I would just thank the Lord for your faithfulness because I think God is and is obviously, as you have explained, going to continue this fight. And you're going to be one of the ones that he uses. So, your faithfulness uh, in defense of unborn children uh, has been rewarded, and guess what? It's, it might even it might even get a little bit uh, uh, hotter in that fire. But I think God is, uh, has decided that uh, you're the guy, at least in this particular uh, instance. So, Mark, thank you so much for your faithfulness, and thank you for standing for unborn children, and thank you for being on with us today. Amen. Thanks be to God. Appreciate the time. God bless you. All right. Well, Ray, I just got to say this, some of the details, I had not heard some of the details that, uh, by the way, folks, that was Mark Houck, 
co-founder and president of the King's Med. We were interviewing him with regards to the incident uh, that happened uh, back in September of 2022. He has won his federal he, – he has been uh, acquitted of the charges filed against him by the Department of Justice. But, Ray, this is this is Harry, what he was explaining – having all those FBI agents for someone who poses zero threat. Hmm. Meanwhile, we haven't gotten, as far as I know, even an arrest. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong about this, Fred, Uh, uh, but certainly not a conviction on the people who have burned churches, who have uh, attacked pro-lifers, who have uh, vandalized and burned pro-life ministries, all that kind of stuff. Uh, We don't know who leaked the Dobbs decision back in March of last year, the Supreme Court ruling, the FBI can't even find who did that. Yet they show up at the house of this man, this pro-lifer with seven children, weapons drawn, and haul him out like he's a drug dealer. Uh, listen, this is getting this is getting scary, the power of the federal government being misused. Again, this is the weaponization of the Justice Department and all of its subsidiary agencies against conservative, law-abiding, constitutional-believing American citizens. This is the FBI, which, which, was meant to, which is meant to protect us against things like this. Right. This is the FBI coming and barging into a man's house. His wife is there. His seven kids are there, treating him as if he's a drug lord, as if he's a mafia don, as if he's some kind of violent criminal, when, in fact, what he was doing was engaging in a completely lawful, silent protest outside outside an abortion, uh, an abortion facility. He was doing the right thing. And, and I guess the most troubling thing is the FBI lied right to his face. Yeah. Oh, we don't know anything about you. No. They knew everything about this man and decided to try to make an example out of him. God bless him for standing up. By the way, God bless our friends at the Thomas More Society yes. for taking up this case and fighting the good fight. And, Fred, your point is uh, spot on, all right? The, uh, we now know that Mark Houck has decided some of the articles I've, I've read about his uh, situation have said he's considering – pushing this into yes. the legal arena. So he says they are taking him to court. And to your point, it's going to be very interesting during discovery, maybe FOIA requests, whatever's necessary, to find out if the uh, Merrick Garland, the head of the Justice Department, okay, uh, is the one who ordered this. Yes. Okay, uh, to, to find out if, you know, if there's emails, if there's communications internally in the Department of Justice, Attorney General, uh, saying, yeah, let's let's go in, let's scare this guy, and maybe we'll scare the rest of the pro-lifers. That's going to be very interesting. Like we saw in Loudoun County. Right. Remember that, folks. Yes. About uh, the Attorney General of the United States working with the school district and uh, getting the Attorney General, and he willfully wrote this letter referring to parents who show up at school board meetings concerned about boys using girls' washrooms, referring to them as domestic terrorists. Right. Listen, the phrases that folks that you're hearing from the Biden administration, threats to democracy. Yes. You know, quite often it is said, when you hear those kinds of charges, the people making those charges are the real threat to democracy. Right. 
Uh, what they're accusing other people of is what they are guilty of. Right. I'm not sure if that's good grammar, but I think you get the <laughs> but point. But it's yes. the truth. Yeah, I'm ending in prepositions, all right? My apologies to grammar, grammar teachers out there. But anyway, uh, I'm, I want to find out, I hope Mark alluded to the fact that he's talking to the House Judiciary Committee, a representative there. I would love to see, live on television, Mark comes in, he's, he gives a description of what happened that day, I hope on that day they also subpoena somebody from the Justice Department who has knowledge of this, and I want them under oath to tell us who ordered this and why. Yeah. What threat did you see in a dad of seven kids that made you that decide you need to go to his house, 15 cars, 25 FBI agents, guns drawn. M16 rifles. Pointed at him and his kids taken away in chains, and as he told us, he was tied to a table at the federal building for six hours in chains. Right. This is America, folks. This is the kind of stuff you see in third world countries. Yes. This And communist nations. And communist nations. So you have to be reminded of this. This is, as you use the word scary, it is very scary. This is the United States of America. There are constitutional protections. And we need to remind folks that Mark Houck on that day, there is a video available. He did not try to stop a woman from going in to have an abortion. Right. He was down at the corner away from the doors of this abortion clinic. This abortion clinic worker went to him down on the corner. Mark was down there with his 12-year-old son, I think it was. It was, right. And the, and the abortion clinic worker was taunting the son. Right. And Mark just got tired of that. Got very close to him. All he did was shove right. this abortion clinic worker, which the folks, the authorities at the municipal level said there's no case here. Right. That, uh, that abortion clinic worker didn't even show up when he was asked to come to court to yep. make the complaint. But then the feds decided to take it to this ridiculously high level. Yes. So, folks, be aware of what's going on. Elections, we say this, elections have consequences. But this is really scary stuff. Well, and I will say this. All this, this kind of abuse of power is coming from one direction. It is coming from the left. Yes. It is coming from the secular, quote-unquote, progressive left. That is where the abuse of power, the weaponization of the federal government against political opponents, all of that is coming from the left. But here's the encouragement, all right? As I mentioned to Mark, this is the way God sometimes works. This is why Christians have to be ready and willing, wearing the full armor of God. You have to be willing to suffer and be uh, the target of evil because what God appears to be doing is something that he's done with in the Bible with Joseph, for example. Yes, I just uh, think of Joseph. Yeah, God puts his people in the spotlight as a target, and then uses those situations to reveal the gross wickedness of those who hate God Almighty, I would not be surprised to see that God uses Mark Houck in ways that start to unravel some of the evil that is clearly rooted in this administration coming from the left. Folks, the secular left is filled with people who hate God, who hate his word, and thus hate his people. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say one other thing, Ray, and I'll kick it to you. 
because I'm I'm getting in preach mode. Here's the caution for Christians: right. Do not consign these human beings to hell. All right, that's God's job. We need to pray for people. We need a revival in this country. And as evil as these people are in the federal government, not all of them, obviously, but who instigated this attack against Mark Houck and the pro-life community, we need to pray that God will start to save some of them. And, uh, Ray, I'm going to stop preaching. Uh, so <laughs> Preach you, on, Ed. You Preach do, on. Yeah, no, make, your la- make our last comment on this, and we'll, whatever's left, we'll, we'll, we'll have Fred. One of, one of the side lessons of all of this is about uh, keeping your cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well I would have done if I had been Mark Houck standing out there with my son by my side and have this guy come up in my face and, and act in a threatening manner toward me and toward my son. I don't think I could have been as kind or gracious as Mark Houck was. And I guarantee you, if the if the guys show up with the guns at my doorstep, my wife is there and seven kids, it is all to Mark Houck's credit right. that he he did not escalate a, a, a dangerous, I mean, a truly dangerous situation. Instead, he stood his ground. He was calm. He didn't escalate. He ended up chained to a table, you said, right, for six hours. For, That's what For six saying. hours, which would drive anybody crazy. All of that unconscionable, all of that evil and wrong, he got his day in court. He was vindicated. I I totally agree with you guys. And I just want to add, let us pray for patience, for grace under fire so that we can respond appropriately. As as someone told me long ago, Ray, remember, if you lose your cool, you can't win. If you keep your cool, you can't lose. And I think in the trying times that are upon us, we must pray for cool heads to know when to speak, when to be silent, and to trust God to deliver us in his own time and in his own way. God bless Mark Houck. He's a great example for all of us. Yeah. Well, that was a, an excellent segment with mm. Mark. Uh, folks, continue to pray that the whatever lawsuits result from this will reveal uh, to the American people what is happening and uh, what forces have been unjustly arrayed against those who are trying to defend the unborn. All right, Fred, we well, have about another five minutes, so uh, anything else we can yeah. discuss before the end of this segment? Yeah, down in Florida, you may remember back several months ago, uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, introduced a bill which has been passed, uh, the per- Parental Protection Rights in Education. Uh, that was a bill that basically said, are you ready for this, folks? That little boys and girls, kindergarten to grade three, should not uh, be exposed to a pro-homosexual agenda. Right. All right. That's all it was. Well, the media went nuts. They called it the don't say gay bill, which which it wasn't. That's not what it said at all. All right. Uh, Disney got involved. Disney decided to come out and speak out against this. Can you imagine? Parental protection bill. They said they were going to try to get it repealed. Yes. Disney. Hmm. Disney said that. So uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis responded saying, fine, Disney, you had this great deal for years now in this 35 acres that you occupy there in Orlando. You've been basically governing yourself. Uh, We're going to stop this nonsense. And so yesterday, 
uh, they introduced a bill to change things that all of a sudden uh, Disney's going to be responsible for paying municipal taxes. I think they owe close to $750 million, right. something like that. Uh, and that's going to be passed by the end of the week. But speaking of Disney hmm. and their agenda, I'm reading here from a Daily Mail story. Disney has been slammed for going woke yet again after a new cartoon series features black children rapping about reparations and saying slaves built this country. I want to play you a little bit of this. It's going to be cut number five. Slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Folks, that is a Disney production being used to stoke racial division in this country. And the, the show is called the the uh, the Proud Family. This is a an animated series mm-hmm. that Disney has. It's for children. So, folks, uh, listen. If you haven't figured out that you can't trust Disney, okay, by now, at, at least let this. And listen, Ray. I under, well, that's the 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 music for the end. So we'll we'll I guess tie a bow on this. Uh, Listen, we can certainly all have these discussions about reparations. There's financially no way this country could afford to do it. Uh, but this issue that is dividing us, the racial overtone, does not belong on a children's program circumventing parents. Parents need to have these kinds of discussions with their kids. What Disney is doing is what a lot of public schools are doing. Uh, what a lot of media and entertainment is doing. They are ignoring parents. They are purposely going around parents to preach to your kids. All right, that's your job. Uh, So that is what Disney is involved in now. All right, five-minute break for news. We'll be back with more of today's issues. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.